You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on the Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Christopher Rosen. I'm joined by Joyce, and we're talking about the Emmy Awards ballot still. And Joyce, I think we're going to focus on the guest categories this week because it's so it's so much fun because there's so many big names uh, who are maybe going to get nominated for an Emmy for appearing for five minutes on a show or I mean, hosting Saturday Live. These these categories are the most prone to name checking and laziness, as we've seen with nominees and winners. <laughs> so. <laughs> so I'll give you a couple. I, I, I we'll, we'll start with the the guest actress in a comedy, which I think is. Uh, I, I just said before we start, it feels like it kind of really takes a dip after like the first few. Uh, but we've got uh, Maya Rudolph for Saturday Night Live. I got her winning. I, I'm sure she'll get nominated. I mean, she won last year, so seems likely and, that she would win again. Yeah, and that was. I like, I really felt like, you know, with like Kamala being announced as like Biden's like running me that like really propelled her to win that and also voiceover for Big Mouth last year. <laughs> yes. Uh, so also, also in the running, Tina Fey for Girls 5 Ever. She's second in our odds for playing Dolly Parton. Uh, very funny, uh, really good impression, actually. It was a, a great impression. I mean, if you couldn't get the real thing, um, I don't know if anyone would have pegged Tina to do a Dolly Parton impression, but it was a pretty good one. It was pretty good. Honestly, the first time I saw it, I didn't think it was Dolly Parton, but I didn't realize it was Tina Fey until they like went in on the close-up, right? Cause she kind of like is far away. If you haven't watched the show, I think we've said this before, watch Girls Like That, it's quite good. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, she was a little further away and then kind of comes in. I believe she did it because of the pandemic cause they shot so much Girls Five Ever yeah, during she, the pandemic. She said like she was basically the only option because she had already been like COVID tested and you know they obviously couldn't get Dolly <laughs> to do it to come up in their bubble so she just sort of like fell into the role and she's great yeah. uh it's so very funny uh, another another SNL alum up uh, is uh, running right neck and neck with Tina in the odds is Kristen Wiig for her appearance as SNL host uh again very funny Kristen Wiig can't really go wrong yeah, and she, like, she hasn't won before for SNL, so this, it could be, I feel like if, if, like, Maya weren't in this, like, Maya could have also, like, gone supporting, you know, like, how, like, Alec did, because um, she didn't, like, break the threshold to have to go support, and she could have, like, chosen, but, um, so I, she's, she's, like, Kristen, someone who feels, like, overdue for, you know, one of those, like, the older guard SNL people who, maybe should have won one before <laughs> exactly uh no number four in our odds is Issa Rae for a black lady sketch show and then number five in the odds is Annie Taylor Joy for hosting SNL I I have uh Issa getting nominated and not Anya me too who's your fifth my fifth is uh Elizabeth Shue for Cobra Kai. I have no idea why. I went with name recognition and character recognition. Obviously, Elizabeth Shue played uh, Daniel Russo's love interest in the first Karate Kid, was a big part of the the original movies, came back for this season of Cobra Kai. I have her in. I don't know. Honestly, the rest of this category is pretty, uh, you could say anything and I'd be like, sure. I didn't pick Anya Taylor-Joy, even though I still love her uh, performance in Queen's Gambit because I really don't think she... Her SNL hosting appearance was fun, uh, but I nothing that she specifically did memorably stood out to me. The one thing I remember is her being an AMC employee 
uh, in the spoof, uh, they did a spoof of the Vin Diesel commercial where he's like, the movies. And uh, she was like an AMC employee telling Vin Diesel, played by Beck Bennett, to wear a mask. That didn't seem like enough for me to put her in uh, for this. But so I have Elizabeth Shue. Who do you have as your last one? Um, as someone who is predicting double Cobra Kai Best Actor nominees, I probably should have Elizabeth Shue, but I, I don't. really thought you were going to. <laughs> I actually have Andrea Anders for Ted Lasso. I thought of her. She's actually, it looks like she's sixth in our odds. Yeah, um, I like, I don't, I don't know if she is quite like an obvious choice. And I don't know, like, I, I thought she was, you know, very good in, in her appearance on the show. But like, I don't, she doesn't like really strike you as like an obvious nominee. But I feel like, you know, maybe she, like, she'll, she'll be on the top half of half the ballots because they do like reverse alphabetical for the other half. So I feel like, you know, someone to like open their ballots and just see her name up top and like Ted Lasso, if they love Ted Lasso they might just check her off like that. And, you know, maybe like Ted could just make a killing in like all the acting categories. It so, seems like, and she, yeah. she could just coattail, even though like, it, we'll talk about like guest actor later. Like, you know, I think like people are really rallying around like Anthony Head. Um, so she's kind of like the low key choice. Um, and yeah, I, I didn't put Anya in. I feel like a lot of people are predicting her just because of like the Queen's Gambit buzz and everything and she's the it girl but i feel like they don't really go for um like like a non-comedic actor non-snl alum uh, for guests that much um probably i think like in recent years uh like sandra oh was the last one but i feel like she had a lot more momentum in that you know she was winning everything for killing eve like obviously anya's winning everything for queen's gambit but she also had that like really funny bit at the Emmys the year prior with Andy Samberg that landed her the co-hosting gig, both of them for the Globes. And that was, you know, it wasn't the best like hosts ever, but you know, they, they did a the pretty good job. And she is, she's like, I, I, she's a veteran. And like, I think people know she is funny. Like they know her well enough and she's like established enough to have gone in, but it, I was talking about this with one of our contributors, Kevin Jacobson, and we were like, it's kind of like a couple of years ago when uh, Saoirse Ronan was being like overpredicted to get in because she hosted just because like she's Saoirse Ronan. And it was like during, you know, her Oscar campaign and she didn't get in. So I could see that happening to Anya, but if she gets in, would not be surprising at all. I agree. I, I think also with Sandra, oh, again, like, her hosting SNL was memorable and I still remember her monologue was like really yeah. good. And like, again, Ani Taylor-Joy was the season finale. So it was very recently and it's like completely out of my mind, <laughs> like specific, like specific segment or, you know, sketches or whatever. Yeah. I like, so, I'm, I'm not an SNL uh, watcher. So I, I basically just watch like the clips the next day, like whatever, like people are talking about basically. Um, so like, that's how I watch like the iceberg thing and like murder dirter, you know? So I, and I did not watch anything from her episode. Yeah. Uh, just, I want to go through a couple of uh, long shots here based on our odds. Jane Adams for hacks. She's pretty- I, she's I considered got, putting her in, yeah. Again, I could, if there's a big hacks push, I could see Jane Adams getting in. She plays uh, Hannah's or Ava's mother on the show. Uh, doesn't really have a lot to do, has a few scenes, is much more kind of, there is some good, there's some drama with some comedy in there. I think she's really good on the show. Um, 
The other ones I want to point out were Burnett Peters for Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, but maybe that's a nuke because the show was canceled and who knows how well uh, that would do. Vanessa Williams for Girls 5 Eva. Uh, awesome and, great. <laughs> and Vanessa Williams for Keenan. <laughs> she's got two potential nominees. And then I, she's not even listed on her odds. That's how much of a long shot she is. But I wrote about her this week. Uh, Laura Benanti, who is uh, somehow eligible for playing Melania Trump on Late Show with Stephen Colbert. I, I don't know why. Again, like I'm like reverse alphabetical. Maybe, maybe she'd be up there and maybe people would like it. I think that's a really great impression. I think if she was an SNL contributor, she would be much more considered because like people take mm-hmm. the SNL uh, bit seriously. But her impression of Melania Trump she did over four years on Colbert's show. It's a hilarious impression. It, it's uh, really good. And I'm like, you know, the, the episode that she's up for is her finale where they did a whole big musical number throughout through Times Square in the middle of January when like the coronavirus was really uh, at its peak. So they had to like do a lot of, I believe, you know, like testing and all these different hoops to jump through to make it happen safely. Very funny bit. I don't think she'll ever get nominated, but if I was doing it, I wouldn't. Have. If I was a voter, I would nominate. Yeah, I would pick her. She's really funny. And uh, she's great on the show. So as Melania Trump. So that would be my pick. But uh, that's guess any any others you want to flag here as like a potential. Um, uh, there's there's Candace Bergen for the Connors. Yes. You know, uh, she was she was uh, she had some Oscar buzz. <laughs> she did for uh, Let Them All Talk. Let Never all materialized. Talk. But uh, she's really uh, good at Dench, it. Susan Saran yeah. and some big names here. Yeah, um yeah. but oh america ferrera for her guest spot for, for superstore Super never gotten any emmy love i would have picked her but I, they have obviously historically ignored that show yeah and uh, i feel like they will continue to do so but it would be very nice she's obviously a big part of superstore success and like having her appear after she had left the show for that i think it's good so yeah uh, this is probably her best shot of getting in because it's in guest and not in lead mm-hmm. actors yep let's do guest comedy actor uh so Dave Chappelle I mean, speaking of SNL <laughs> just all you could fill out all of SNL uh Dave Chappelle <laughs> as host of SNL has got the top odds you mentioned Anthony Head he's second I have both of them getting in Dan Levy as a host of SNL third I have him also getting in and uh Ray J. Jean Page fourth as a host of SNL I have him getting in too the other potential nominees Chris Rock for SNL which I think could happen because he had both the, his hosting appearance and while I'm sure it's not his episode, he did appear during the finale. Uh, Morgan Freeman for playing himself on the Kaminsky method. Uh, Aziz Ansari for Master of None for his two scenes. Daniel Kaluuya. Bowen Yang for Girls 5 Eva, who's hilarious on Girls 5 Eva, actually. Um, Jim Carrey for SNL. Not as hilarious uh, as Bowen Yang. No offense to Jim Carrey. Uh, pretty early <laughs> yeah his biden did not really uh work i don't think alec baldwin for snl and then uh, here's mine i have actually adam driver getting in for playing himself on last week tonight you, Another you are running long shot. the adam driver john oliver campaign i am uh for uh, he was appeared on last week tonight after a season of john oliver doing a runner of adam driver where he was like had these weird uh sexual violent fantasies about adam driver like crushing his throat and stuff they finally had Adam Driver FaceTime in in the finale. And it's such a good bit because Adam Driver seems legitimately mad and uh, either maybe was and like is, or is a really good actor. It's probably that he's a really good actor. So uh, who do you have here, Joyce? I'm assuming you have the top, the top I, four, like that are uh, odds. Um, uh, I don't actually. Wow. I, I have, I have Dave. 
Yeah. Um, Anthony, Dan, and then I have Morgan Freeman. Wow, Kaminsky. Um, Kaminsky's strong. Yeah, I mean, he's actually like his his bit. I don't know if you've seen it. Like he plays himself, like you said. Um, but he basically does this like masterclass spoof. Um, and then there's like another uh, scene, uh, extended scene of him him filming. A, a fake TV show scene with one of uh, Michael Douglas's students, and it's like this whole like runner. So, and I could just see him being a name check. <laughs> I mean, why not? Yeah, and then and then I have my hope diction, Bo and Yang for Girls by Eva. <laughs> nice. Uh, he's so good on Girls by Eva. It's a great so bit. I actually like his Girls by Eva bit better than the Iceberg uh, SNL breakout moment. Honestly, I think he's so wow. fun on Girls by Eva. It's just perfect. It's really good. Like that it's whole so episode. Funny. Like it should be if Renee gets in. That obviously it should be her submission. It's she so good. Uh, really funny. Very very yeah. strong. So, I, so I'm I'm under predicting SNL here. Nice. Like they could completely take over the category. Um, but I don't think they've ever had four slots if it wasn't like um, an extended slate, like like six or seven people. Right. I don't know. I have to look that up. Because last year they, they had three. Oh, I think, I think two years ago they had four, but I think that was also seven people. Yeah. They had like Matt Damon and De Niro yeah. getting in. So I'm not, I'm not gonna, you know, SNL always oversubmits uh, male guests mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and very few uh, female hosts. Uh, I know everyone's mad about Adele, but you know, maybe she just didn't want to submit that herself. We don't know that. We don't um, know. So yeah, I think, yeah, you said like we, yeah, we have like four of the five uh, slots right now being SNL and I don't, I can see it being three, I think four might be a stretch, especially considering I don't think um, you can really pinpoint like four like super memorable turns, like at least like with like Matt Damon and like De Niro, you understand why. Like, I don't know if like you would really see the same about like Chris Rock or even like Reggae John Page. I I only have Reggae John Page because of his breakout Bridgerton year. I don't think like his episode yeah, is particularly memorable like either. The, the Anya like clean gambit effect as well. Right. Though I will say the Ray J episode had a fun uh, uh, Olivia Rodrigo spoof that he was part of for Driver's License. That I'm like that kind of broke through a little, and I could see people remember remembering that. I think Chappelle and Dan Levy are like complete locks though. Like mm-hmm. absolutely good. I think Chappelle win because he's Chappelle. It's and just I think, like four years ago. <laughs> and I think Dan Levy is like he his episode is like great. And like again, he want he's like an Emmy winner and like people love him. So I think he could just be like a check, you know, like oh yeah, of it, it feels like um his nomination feels like what like how like Phoebe Waller Bridge got nominated yes. for hosting SNL yes. after Fleabag dominated. Yes, exactly. Uh so let's go now to the drama guest actor or actress, I'm sorry, which uh Ladies first. Ladies first. Uh, this one is fun. I actually, so I'll just read our top uh, uh, Alexis Bledel for The Handmaid's Tale uh, is a runaway uh, pick here. Uh, Felicia Rashad for This Is Us. Rosario Dawson for The Mandalorian. Uh, McKenna Grace for Handmaid's Tale. Claire Foy returning for The Crown. Uh, and then Julie Louis Dreyfus is after that. I have, uh, so I have actually Rosario Dawson missing uh, for, because I, I, I really wanted Julie Louis Dreyfus to get in. So my picks are Bledel, Felicia Rashad, Claire Foy, who I actually think could win, honestly. I, um, I think she could win too. <laughs> McKenna Grace, who I actually also could see winning because I think her performance on Handmaid's Tale was like really 
very popular. And like, she really popped. I felt like in the season and then Julia Louis Dreyfus for Falcon and Winter Soldier, clearly the best part of Falcon and Winter Soldier. I, I, so those are my five. Oh, easily, and, like and that I walk have, alone. <laughs> and while Rosario Dawson, I thought was cool on uh, Mandalorian, again, like she's in the one episode. I, it's fine. You know what I mean? I'm like, I, I was like, it's totally fine. She, if she can get nominated. She definitely looks like it's a great, like physical performance. Um, but I don't know. I don't have her in. How about you? Um, I, I have Alexis, Felicia, Claire, Julia. I, I do have Rosario. I just, I don't know, like with the Mandalorian having done so well last year, which no one expected at all. Um, I, I don't know. I could see it like, doing even better this year and even like exploding the acting categories because it's so bare bones this year with acting um and with handmaids it's like sort of the reverse because last year you know it uh lost uh best actress or uh, elizabeth moss wasn't even nominated Mm -hmm. and uh and like i know like fans um really love season four yes and i i guess you know, the, the show is at an age where the Emmys could just start to move away from you. And once they do that, it's hard to regain their love because they just like move on to other shows. They have like new shows or just, you know, maybe someone or another show was just like the bigger show that season, like The Crown, which is also in season four. Um, and yeah, like, I don't know if I can get back into writing. Uh, so I, I, I feel like the people who love McKenna Grace are the fans who have seen the show. So I guess my question is just like, have enough voters been watching it? Right. And, well, they, and, and like to like Hammy's benefit, like it dominates this category. It won yes. three years in a row until last year, um, with Cherry Jones, who was nominated over herself because she could have been nominated twice for Handmaids mm-hmm. and Succession, but she won for Succession. Um, so I, yeah, I could, I could see McKenna getting in. So I guess I, I don't know, maybe I'll put her in later on, but I, I could see like Mandalorian stance just checking out Mario Dawson. I mean, I could see that too, for to be honest. Uh, though she does have a lot of in in show competition, right, from uh, other Mandalorian uh, people on the ballot, including Amy Sedaris, Ming Na Wen, uh, Katie Sackoff. They were all pretty. I mean, like it's a good cast. Like so, but she does have the most memorable character and like a famed uh, a Star Wars uh, Rebels character, I believe. Right? I'm not I'm not super up on the animated uh, spinoffs. I have to be honest of the I, Star I've Wars world. Said, so. <laughs> uh, well, it, she's you know uh, she was good. Not uh, not probably getting nominated here. Uh, no, yeah, this is good. Um, all right. So, any any other people you want to flag here? Um, I uh, let's see. Well, why don't we talk about Claire Foy? I mean, like, can she actually yeah. win? She's in it for five minutes, basically. She it's, goes it's just back. The beginning of the episode. <laughs> flashback to Queen Elizabeth giving this great speech or whatever uh at the time <laughs> and uh it's like oh look i was like wow look there's claire foy <laughs> again like i was like this is not old footage they actually got claire foy back to play queen elizabeth as a younger version uh love the continuity of it and she's great she's claire foy so i don't know i could see her winning honestly yeah crown I... does so as well as everybody thinks and kind of sweeps in the acting categories which we also think it will basically yeah like the crown weirdly does very poorly in the guest categories even though it it's had like so many options over the years it's only ever gotten one guest nomination for Matthew Good in season two but it it completely missed last year um so but 
I think, you know, them having already awarded her in lead for season two, I, I, I guess like they, they could easily just be like, even if you don't know that she was like on the show, you'd be like, Claire Foy was on the crown. Like, oh yeah, I remember really liking her when she was on the first two seasons and you might vote for her that way. That's, that's logic that I'm sure some voters use uh, if they haven't seen anything. So I don't know. I'm not ready to say like she'll win. No, Um, me neither, but I could see it. Yeah. Yeah. This like the guest categories are wild because sometimes they make the best choices and sometimes they make the worst choices and and, like, or like in not even just like nominations, but like win wise. So it's true. Uh, Now a guest actor in drama. Speaking of the crowd, Charles Dance leading the, the leading the pack with uh, uh, eighteen to five odds here. Courtney B. Vance for Lovecraft Country, uh, pretty major part I felt like on the show, but sure. Uh, Michael Angarano for This Is Us. Mark Hamill for The Mandalorian for playing Luke Skywalker. Spoiler alert: in the finale, he shows up as young Luke Skywalker. So he's who, digital- who else would he play? <laughs> Obviously, but it's like honestly, like when you watch when I watched The Mandalorian, did you the first time you watched that episode? I didn't think Mark Hamill was really there. I thought they just computer like Peter Cushing his face basically, or, you know, uh, but they, I, he was there on set and then they just kind of like computer generated his younger face. as they, they Yes. Uh, or yeah. Uh, the other, nom- other favorite nominee here would be Timothy Oliphant. If you went chalk for Mandalorian, he basically plays justified character in space uh, in the, in the season premiere of the Mandalorian. So he could get nominated. I could see that he comes back later, I think, in season two. But I have Patrick Dempsey here for Grey's Anatomy. He uh, appeared as a ghost this season in uh, Meredith's <laughs> Coronavirus Fever Dreams. Well, who didn't appear as a ghost, really? Truly, anybody, TR Knight is eligible here in this category as well. He came back, uh, good old George. Uh, no, but I have Patrick Dempsey in. I don't know. It's a pretty, you know, it's it's not a not, it's not a, I wouldn't say it's a weak category, but it is like, a, you get down this list, it's like, Carl Weathers for Mandalorian, sure. Bill Burr for Mandalorian. I actually really loved him on the show and could see him getting nominated. Uh, Don Cheadle, though, for Falcon Winter Soldier. He appears for 30 seconds in the opening episode as like a walk-on. Hey, listen, they walked around that exhibit for at least 90 seconds. <laughs> uh, who else is on here that I was like, huh? Uh, Titus Welliver for Mandalorian. Horatio Sands for Mandalorian, both of whom were in there 30 seconds. Horatio Sands plays an alien. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's not the deepest bench here. So that's why I have Patrick Dempsey. How about you? Um, well, first of all, if Ron Sivas-Jones, a two-time winner, defending champion, had submitted himself, he would easily be winning this. Unbelievably so, right? Like, and even be close. He, he, would, he would set a record because right now, uh, like, the, the record is two wins in this category. He, he has that. He's tied with three other people. And he would have set a new record. So I don't know why he wasn't submitted. I don't, you know, but uh, he's not here. So I, I have, I have Charles, Courtney, Michael. Um, oops, I just lost it. Uh, I have Bill Burr, and I actually have Timothy Oliphant winning. Wow, upset. <laughs> you know, I just I like he is TV's best lawman, he and is. I love like that he's just like in on it. You know, he's an on a joke and he like embraces it and he's just really good at it. And it, it made, it was like the, even though it was like the premiere, like it's, it was like one of the high points of the season. It's true. And I will say like, I think 
you're right about that. Your instinct is right. And the thing I like about Mandalorian is that it really does uh, embrace the TV of it all, right? Like it is very, like, it is like a old Western. It really is like a, like a sixties Western show where it's like every week they're going to like a new adventure. And eventually it tied, it kind of ties together by the end of the season. Like there is a little, obviously it is episodic, but like those are really standalone episodes. And it's like, here's the episode with Timothy Oliphant and here's the episode with Bill Burr. And they got to do some kind of quest or figure something out in some kind of town. And it's like a lot of fun. Uh, so I, I do like that the show embraces that. And it would be yeah. really nice if Timothy Oliphant. I mean, he never participated yeah. and he was not submitted for his incredible guest appearance on the grinder five years mm-hmm. ago and i'm still not over that so i want him to get nominated for this <laughs> and, i mean why not i think he but could. also i feel like he's he's like of like the the mandalorian guest options here like i you know outside of like mark hamill because like he's mark hamill like he like tim is the most memorable one it's true uh and certainly like bill i wonder if a guy like bill burr uh feels too much like a cast you know what i mean like the thing is like a lot of these guys maybe it doesn't matter but i'm like he does feel like a cast member like some of these people even if they're submitted as guests like timothy oliphant definitely felt like a guest star right like bill burr was on the first season uh he's like kind of like a character in universe timothy oliphant is just some guy who shows up basically wearing the boba fett armor uh it's pretty cool i i don't know i could i could see i could see that happening i i would i just what if Mark Hamill wins? I really could see that. I, I don't too. even have him. So but I think he can get nominated. <laughs> I really think he can get nominated. Oh, I again. do too. But I just haven't put him in. I'll, I'll probably put him in on like July 12th. Yeah, but... you got to. But I mean, like, he's Mark Hamill playing Luke Skywalker. I don't know. I, I could see him getting an Emmy for that. That would be pretty fun. Uh, that he never, obviously, never won any kind of like Oscar for playing Luke Skywalker, nor should he have. But uh you know, there he is with an No offense, just like, I don't think, I think even Mark Hamill would be like, I don't think I probably should have won an Oscar for playing Luke, but like, it would be cool if he won an Emmy. Why not? Uh, so. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if like, he'll, he would actually win it, but I could definitely see him getting nominated. I think he can get nominated too. So yeah. those are. Uh, and I don't know about like the, the Patrick Dempsey of it all. I don't know. <laughs> well, look, he never got nominated for Grace. Uh, but, but that was also like 15 years ago at like the height of Grey's when like Sandra Oh and Chandra Wilson was getting nom- were getting nominated every year. Tara Knight got nominated. Catherine Heigl mm-hmm. won. It's like kind of so, nuts that he never got nominated. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Ellen's never been nominated. No. And the way he left, I mean, definitely the backstory about how he left the show is so like juicy and gossipy, right? Because he had like a big contract that he signed and then they just killed him off. And it kind of felt like if you read between the lines of like his exit interview at the time and stuff, he was maybe not totally. Which, uh, as, as we referenced last week, was yes. spoiled by EW. <laughs> right. Uh, I wonder how much he was like taken a, taken by surprise by the ultimate like exit of his character. And then for years, there was like a lot of rumors that whatever, like Ellen, uh, Ellen Pompeo has talked about how she didn't get paid as much as he did and like kind of really had to fight for that pay equality, especially because she's like the lead of the show and he was not, and her name is on the show as Meredith Grey. Um, but then, yeah, then they like, you know, reunited at, at, at the time, I guess this was last year, they were, uh, they reunited because they lived near each other in real life, like Ellen Pompeo and, and Patrick Dempsey and talked about maybe coming back and they built a whole arc around like a lot of people from, the history of the show coming back this season, which dealt with coronavirus. I don't know. It was a really good arc. I think like his appearance, like people were really surprised and excited by it. And, you know, maybe 
maybe that's enough. I don't know. I mean, T.R. Knight could get nominated. He was nominated before. So like maybe he could get nominated too, but I don't know. I could just see Patrick Dempsey getting in again on name recognition alone. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a lot of McDreamy fans and people yeah. of course love that, that he died. Yeah. So, but I guess like how many of them are in the Academy? I don't know. I'm like, who knows? I mean, there's definitely a lot of like fans in, in public in real life. Yeah. No, but I'm, I mean, who knows? Who knows? Uh, the other, so those are all added to the prediction center. And so are uh, animated program competition. We don't have to go through these. I just want to just, before we go, let's talk. We, we didn't talk about this one, but how about reality host? Seems like a fun one. Uh, yeah, so, but like RuPaul's going to win again. So, so RuPaul's going to win again. <laughs> so can Nicole Byer pull off an upset? I have her obviously second. She's second on our odds. She's so good on Nailed It. Um, or... Is there a third upset, a second upset potential in Leslie Jones for Supermarket Sweep? Another like legendary hosting uh, 2020 classic appearance. Uh, so the, she, and then the other options would be the Queer Eye hosts and uh, Padma and Tom from Top Chef. Uh, you know, Jimmy Kimmel for Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? I don't think so. I, I have, I have Leslie in there. I wonder if she'll win. I don't know. Do I even have Leslie? Let me see. I don't so know she's, I, I think she's fifth. So you might not because you could have picked Tiffany Haddish for uh, Kids Say the Darnest Things. I do not. I do not have her. Sorry to Leslie. Who do you have? I, I have uh, RuPaul. Yes. Obviously. Uh, Nicole, uh, Padma and Tom, Clear mm-hmm. Eye, and the Shark Tank host. You have the Shark Tank host. They got in last year. Sure. I mean, why not? That's so the smart they, money. Yeah, like they're in the reality categories, they're pretty lazy. It's so, true. I still think um, Leslie Jones gets in. Yeah, I don't know what it will take to dethrone RuPaul. Um, I, I don't think like, any of these people can. It's just weird because remember when like the first four years of this, like Jeff Phillips won and then they were just done with him completely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like not even nominated. And then they went through like Tom Bergeron who deserves more than one because he was a very good host on Dance with the Stars. Um, and then like you, didn't think, you didn't think Tyra Banks did a great job uh, filling his shoes this, this last uh, year? There were a lot of snafus this past season <laughs> on dancing. Um, but yeah, like Project Runway won and then like Jane Lynch won a few, but she she's like an Emmy darling. She has a bunch of Emmys for various things. So, and then RuPaul, you know, now it, it it's going to be um, six this year for RuPaul I think wow so and like you know drag race just keeps winning uh competition series <laughs> yeah so I feel like RuPaul win yeah I feel like they, they there needs to be like um a bigger show or someone with like more buzz to finally knock both of them off and like I know like Nicole is popular and well liked but I don't know if she is bigger than RuPaul at the moment. I don't I think mean, so. It'll be a very and... inspired win. It'll show that like they're sort of paying attention. <laughs> it would it would be nice, but I don't I don't I don't think so. Um and I guess that's it. Do you want any of the on any other ones you want to look at? Um I guess maybe a variety sketch series since there's only going to be two nominations and one of them will obviously be SNL. <laughs> so who do you so the other ones would be uh, and the odds a black lady sketch show is is the second choice. Then how to with John Wilson, which was you know at least very Twitter acclaimed. I don't know if it may broke through with the the Television Academy. The Amber Ruffin show, Tiffany Haddish presents. They ready Zwi, whose line is it anyway? Uh, Studio C and that damn Michael Che. I, I could make an argument for Zwi. 
uh, I don't I don't have that show in, but I can make an argument for it. I still I have Black I, I Lady Sketch. See, I guess see that getting in like next year. Yeah. Um, but I have a Black Lady Sketch show only because it was nominated last year when it was three nominees. So the two I'd be really one the Zwi would be the other one, and then the other one I'd be really interested in seeing maybe breakthrough is Amber Ruffin. She's so funny. I don't know if people again. I guess we'll, we can't really know this until we see the nominations. But like, how how much like inroads is Peacock going to make at the Emmys, right? Like, we're hoping Girls for Girls Five Emma. You know, obviously, like, say by the Bell still out there. You know, like hanging around. <laughs> but like, uh, um, uh, I'm sorry to say, I have not started watching that yet. So. You should it's good. <laughs> well, have you started watching Muddy Dogs? <laughs> I haven't. No. Okay. Um, but Amber Ruffin, we're going to keep doing curious. this every week. Yeah. I'd be curious, Amber Ruffin, if, if it, I think her show is really acclaimed. It's very funny. She's super funny. Um, you know, maybe it breaks. That would be nice if it does break through. And I, I would not, again, not be surprised if that happens. But at the moment, I can't predict it just because I'm like how, I have no idea how to read the peacock of it all. Like how. Yeah. And, and also if they didn't have this like proportional rule, like if this category was just like a set five, like I can see it getting in, but with yeah. just two, I'm like, they'll just probably default to the other nominee last year. Exactly. That's not drunk history, which is over. Exactly. And while we're on the, the, the variety, how about we just do talk series quick? John Oliver has won five years in a row, I believe. So, so obviously he's the, the favorite here again for last week tonight, though, personally, I would say he was probably like the third or fourth best, Late night show of last year, based on how a lot of these shows evolved during the pandemic. I, late show with Stephen Colbert is running second in the odds with with Daily Show with Trevor Noah tied there. I would actually say Daily Show was the best last year, personally, or maybe Colbert. Both of them, I thought, did really well with the pandemic and adapting those shows to the times. I mean, Colbert was kind of like out in front of that. I think he was the first host to do something from his home, kind of like really open the door for these other people. Seth Meyers there for potentially getting nominated. Uh, has I don't think he's ever been nominated, right? In this category, is that right? No, he just keeps getting into writing, but he hasn't been nominated in for series yet. And again, like I, I definitely think he's making a push. He's def- he's been doing a lot of press for it. And uh, his show also was hilarious, I thought, during the pandemic and especially yeah, last like, year. Yeah, I really thought like the year he started doing A Closer Look, like he would break in, but he it just hasn't happened yet. I wonder if like, again, like I feel like he really his show really changed this year because there was no audience. So he kind of started doing it, doing different, you know, different format, different everything. And obviously worked from home for so much. It would be not, I really hope I have him getting nominated. I would, I love, I thought the show was really great too. And then in our odds, full frontal is next. Uh, and so is, uh, so I, I, yet I have Conan in because it's the last season and this is it. He's gone. Right. Like, or does next will I it count? Would love Conan to, get nominated but i don't think that's happening so like would it count though because the show is wrapping up literally this week so technically i guess next could this like two weeks of like this little run of shows here and be eligible for next year's emmys i don't think so right i guess maybe it could it's because the season would end yeah like the bulk of the season i mean obviously the final season's eligible for this year but um, I don't know how many episodes he's aired since May 30. Probably like but 10. I don't, right, I don't even think like they would even bother submitting it. So that's why I have him winning, uh, getting nominated here. I know it's a long shot and no one really watches the show. Uh, certainly. And it's only been getting buzzed this week as it's kind of wrapping up. He was just getting, he just went viral. Had one last uh, Mac and me clip. Yeah. One last Mac and me clip oh. this week. He got high with Seth Rogen. Uh, that was the other viral clip. 
Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's nostalgia for like Conan's, you know, legendary late night run. But I have him getting nominated. That said, Full Frontal would be a very deserving uh, nominee here as well. Yeah, like I, I think they'll probably just nominate the same five again from last year. Like last year was also Jimmy Kimmel Live, which I think that was like its only nomination, if I'm not, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Um, so I can see them doing that again. I would love it if Conan got in as like a feral nod and like his show is good like no one watches it because it's on tbs and he's also like you know speaking of adapting uh during like covid like he's been adapting his show for years like Mm pre-covid like they cut down from an hour to half an hour so he just had like one guest and it's just like a long chat with them for like literally the entire like or like 20 minutes because he does like a monologue um and you know he he i think he eventually started doing shows at um a club uh you know once it was like safe uh this year so and he like conan like the tbs show got in um its first year because that Mm -hmm. was after you know the whole drama with the tonight show so i think that was sort of like a sympathy vote but it hasn't gotten in since and and like i said like people don't really talk about it that much so i'm wondering yeah anybody will care but so i have that the other other option another great nominee though i don't expect it would be desus and miro for for their late night show like they they were great during COVID too so funny but i'm wondering if it ends up just going chalk then like they probably won't get it's like it's not a new show but it's like newer right it's not like you know so i I don't know this is this is a surprisingly deep category like you mentioned like jimmy kimmel has like 30 to 1 odds here in our our thing and Kimmel was also really funny during the pandemic. He did it from like his bull house or whatever. Uh, he did a lot of, you know, good Trump material. I thought he got so under Trump's skin that like he wanted him investigated or something that was this week that came out. So I'm, I don't know. I, I, all of these, uh, all these shows are, have their yeah. pros. And there's, I mean, he hasn't been nominated for years, but like Fallon, like I think he was really like the first one to really like perfect the at home mm-hmm. show because he he has a slide in his house and like his daughters and his wife were part of his shows too and like people really love that but I think like they haven't touched him in years since he ruffled Trump's hair yeah he had a tough you know I thought like he had a little bit of a he definitely had a little bit of a pop last year I think people like started like coming back to it then he got like you know they resurfaced that old Chris Rock impression that he did that he had to like apologize for because he was obviously in blackface Jimmy Kimmel had that too last year so the both of those shows had their own reckonings but I think there was the public consensus around Fallon is not as 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 negative as it was maybe like from when he ruffled Trump's hair though I still think that is a residual thing that he has to deal with so who knows if he'll ever get nominated there again? I don't know. Yeah, I, I he's probably. I think he'll he'll need like a really big like renaissance season to do it, and I don't really know if this was the one, but I think he he got back. I he won over or won back like a lot of fans this past year with the at home shows. Yeah, for sure, and I mean like I, he's still again like you know still gets the celeb guests, and they're still like showing up. For Fallon, it's, it's so. a tonight show yeah you're not gonna not go to the tonight show but yeah hopefully this is the year for seth myers uh getting nominated and we'll see i mean last week tonight i think if it wins it would be like the most obvious thing because it just keeps winning and i think like again work... super lately and this, this but i'm like, like <laughs> yeah i'm just like you know of all the shows that had a like I don't know. I feel like there has to be some kind of acknowledgement of the degree of difficulty of sh- shifting during the pandemic. And like 
with the exception of being done in his house without an audience, nothing really changed about the format of last week tonight. It was, it's always John Oliver doing a bit like a lengthy, like speech slash monologue about a certain He's always at his desk. (laughs) He's always at his desk. He had like, obviously you have to maybe change the delivery because he's like used to like people laughing in studio, but like the show itself was very much the same. You look at like the daily show completely redid its show, right? Like it's like Trevor Noah, like in his, in a corner of his house or whatever. It's all of those shows did very similar things like, you know, changing the way they do guest interviews, changing, you know, the types of material they even do. Like, I feel like Trevor Noah definitely got more, you know, like, I think he really found his voice this past year. Whereas like, again, like John Oliver has been doing that same stuff for years, right? Like, and Trevor Noah, I think really changed the way he did it. Colbert, I think really changed the show a lot. So I hope they're not lazy, but like, who knows? We'll see. I guess. probably will be lazy. I mean, I um, guess the question now is like, how long will his street go on for? Because he's, this would be six, I think. I think and six or Letterman, four. Letterman had six, like throughout the 90s. And then obviously John Stewart won 11 times. So, so I mean, like it could just keep going. Like you said, like they could just be yeah. like, yeah, the show is, I mean, nothing like we, like saying all that, like none, like it's not like the show got worse, right? It's the same no. show. He's just doing this. It's not a knock. It's just like, it's the quality is still the same. So it's like, no, well, has one of these other shows stepped up enough maybe? To yeah. And then like, eventually like, you know, even like John Stewart got tired and like he stopped going to the Emmys. <laughs> right. So who knows? Uh, Joyce, this was fun. Next week, we'll go back to maybe the main categories, but why, why not like spend a, a, a random June a June be, day? Be our guest. Yeah, that's good. Be our guest. That's good. That's good. All right, Joyce, see you later. Yeah.